Yes, folks, you're very welcome to Geologus Crack, and it's Ken here on the mic side. I have Mr. O'Brien, as usual, the, re the reliable Mr. O'Brien. Good morning, Marco. Ah, good morning, Kenny. How are you doing there, pal? I'm doing great. Good to hear you. Uh, great show there from 10 till 11. 11. Well done. Yeah, we got an old uh, Joe Dolan tune in there, Ken. I don't know if you noticed that or not. But, oh, of course uh, I did. Yeah, the alarm bells went off all over the place here with Joe Dolan. <laughs> Yeah, the skyrocketing audience just after that as well. The word spread fast. It did, yeah, indeed. Yeah, there was Twitter was active, very active there this morning with that. <laughs> well, it's great. Yeah, we're back stuff. here on uh, Mixalore, and we're going to be with you here for about the next hour and a half or so. And we've got a packed show lined up. We have Ethna Heffernan calling in. And we have Golf Channel um, comedian and impersonator Connor Moore calling. That should be great. Uh, I believe we might even have some of the Premier League managers talking to us and some of the golfers. It'll be interesting. Maybe we might hear from Shane Lowry and, and Graham McDonald who missed the cut at the Charles Schwab, uh, Schwab uh, tournament. Mark, we might we might just hear from from them this morning as well. Yeah, here he's down there with a, a room full of uh, premiership managers and players and uh, golfers of all calibre. And he even has a few GAA fellas uh, in the room with him as well. So we should hear from a good smattering of talent uh, this morning uh, with, uh, with Connor, uh, a, a great talent. He has his own show on the Golf Channel now as well. So I'm sure he'll tell us a little bit about that as well. But uh, yeah, another another man from Mullingar. Mullingar is some place to pump out the talent, isn't it, Kenny? It certainly is. Yeah, I was just going to say there. All right, he's from a favourite part of uh, the country that, that you like anyway, right? With uh, with the, the 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 man himself, Joseph Joseph Dolan. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Very good. Hey, uh, we, we kicked have... off the uh, the show there with a great band, Dervish, who uh, of course represented Ireland in the Eurovision at one time there, and uh, the Bow Doherty there, great great wee track. I played a couple of other little trad tunes before that. Tony O'Connell and Blah were uh, were also on before that with Fairways, and I, I picked that one out, Marco, because it's great to see the golf back on the TV again, a bit of live action golf. Way better than how I've been hitting the ball lately anyway. So it's kind of nice to watch fellas do it right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 great. Another, uh, it's like all these dominoes falling, Ken. Bit by bit, uh, life is getting back to normal. And yeah, it was great to watch a little bit of uh, live golf. I didn't see too much of it in the last couple of days, to be honest. But wonderful to see that back. And uh, of course, this Wednesday, the Premiership is back. And then uh, next weekend, a full, a full slate. So... Yeah, it's all it's all good, and even the uh, the, the the football scene in in, in Italy and, and Spain, I believe, are back on track as well. So it's 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 fantastic, a great sign, great sign. Yep, and hopefully we'll uh, this side of the pond we'll get the hockey and uh, baseball and basketball will all start to resume in the uh, in the coming weeks. Here it will be uh, it will be good. And I heard you mention on the show too some of the restrictions, of course, around here are going to start to get lifted, and we hope for good news in the uh, particular, I suppose, where we're all situated in in the Greater Toronto and the and the Golden Horseshoe, as they say. Um, that maybe in the next couple of weeks we'll be able to get back in and see the uh, the Quinn family and the Keen family and uh, and uh, go back to where we were, I suppose, back in in March, right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's getting back to normal, Ken, but uh, as you know, I mean, a lot of people talking about a second wave, and uh, that's the last thing that we need right now is to go backwards. So hopefully everybody will continue to be responsible 
and uh, and not try to rush out of this thing because uh, that's going to be a mistake. But uh, we'll take what's given to us right now. And you're absolutely right. The Greater Toronto Area will learn a little bit more about um, about pubs and restaurants and uh, and that stuff as as we slowly um, uh, as as we slowly kind of rehabilitate ourselves and um, get back to get back to normal life again. So I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, speaking and, uh, of um, the, the, the whole pandemic and that, I don't know, did you see the, uh, the, the big plane that landed in, in Shannon this week? It's the largest airplane in the world, Marco, and Shannon was the only airport in the country that it could land in because I believe that the runway is longer than three kilometres. It's called the Antonov AN-225 cargo transporter. It's a, it's a Russian plane that came in from, from China with PPE gear. Had a whole bunch of uh, of other health uh, care equipment. Um, she's six stories high and has thirty two wheels and is two hundred and thirty tons heavier than a jumbo jet. It was quite the sight. If you uh, if you didn't see it, it's well worth checking out on. Uh, wow. I suppose RTE or any of the YouTube or social channels will have it. She's uh, she's incredible. Brilliant. No, I didn't uh, I didn't hear about that. But you're all over this stuff. You know you're. You'd be on YouTube and RTE like every every ten minutes, I'd say. Get oh, get now you know, getting the down low. Huh? Hey, listen, um, we've got uh, we mentioned there we've got Edna Heffernan coming up here in a few minutes as well. So, um, is there any news at all on on GEA? Is there anything further? What are you, what are your people telling you? Um, I'm I'm hearing that local uh, the local scene is starting to kick off and that training is going to be starting very soon uh, at a local level. So, for example, I'm on a um, uh, I'm in a group of lads who would be dialed into the uh, GA scene in my hometown, and they've started distributing uh, training schedules now. So, so but not on the uh, intercounty scene yet. I think it's all starting at a club level first, and then. Uh, but I am hearing that it's starting to. Um, uh, that, that they're starting at a, at a local level and, and then they're going to work their way up from there. So that's what I'm hearing, Kenny. Okay. Well, we'll have to uh, stay in touch on that and maybe even get uh, Sean Hart back on the program again and maybe Sean will have some insight and uh, let us know what uh, what's happening. I'm sure he's uh, he's close to it all there. So, All right, Marco, listen, we'll play a wee track here and then hopefully we'll have Ethna on the phone if that uh, sounds like a plan. Perfect. These, uh, this is a group, uh, a couple of lads here that um, I've been listening to. Their stuff is very good. They're called the Guggenheim Grotto. And this track is called I Think I Love You. They are from Mayo. Uh, Kevin May is from Ballinrobe. And Mick Lynch is from the lovely town of Westport. So uh, give a, a listen to this one. See what you think. Say it. 
sound hope you like that again that's the Guggenheim Grotto a couple of lads from AO there making uh, making some nice music so hope you enjoyed it and on the line now we're delighted to have Ethna Heffernan honorary consul general in uh, Toronto and of course all around supporter of the Irish community doing stellar work Ethna you're welcome to Keologus Crack oh good morning Ken good morning Mark and good morning to your listeners and just one little correction Ken it's just the honorary council. I don't have the general part. Oh, be the Lord, hope you. All right, That's we don't we don't have to salute you, so do we not? No, 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 no. It's private. <laughs> yeah. You, you'll get those. Uh, you'll get those badges later, is it? Well, I'm not sure about that, but I'll stick with what I have at the moment. It's doing really well and going fine. Thank you. All right. That's the aspirational title. So there for you. You got yeah. it, Mark. Come here. Listen, um, you've been doing yeah. great work. You got the whole community together at the start of this, Ethna, and uh, everyone jumped on board. And including the government of Ireland, who who had given a, a large grant to, to the community here uh, in Canada. Give us a little bit of the news of what's been going on. A lot of people have been reaching out to you and you've got some stories and, and uh, tell the listeners what's the what's the scoop. Absolutely, Ken. First of all, do you know something? I've never been so proud to be Irish as I've been in the last couple of months. The way this community has come together. I mean, this is not about me. This is a huge, amazing team effort and so many people involved. And as you say, the Irish community reaching out to the diaspora was something very, very special. 
I don't think that's happened in any other sort of country community. Um, and as soon as they figured there was a need and we applied, they came up with grants for us for our project, projects, in fact. And Ken, you're aware, because you're on the committees, uh, we're doing the outreach, uh, food outreach program and attracting an awful lot of the young Irish kids. And um, I've been speaking to all of them, Ken, and all their stories are different, but the need is huge out there. You know, some of them didn't arrive until February and March and sort of got caught into this whole pandemic um, and opted to stay and are doing okay. But the wonderful thing in all of this is many of them know one another and they're all helping one another through this. So, you know, there's something very special about the Irish. It's in our DNA to be good to one another. Um, so that program is going well, unfortunately going well. We've had over um, almost 70 applications for food vouchers. So. The need continues and some of the kids are getting jobs now and are saying thank you, which is amazing, and more are coming on board. Um, we have also been doing the outreach, the greeting card outreach, which um, has been really a lovely, uh, it's a lovely thing to do and people are really enjoying getting these lovely Irish cards that um, our local artist Ed O'Connor and of course our resident photographer Smithy and uh, a lovely design done by Connor O'Brien. So I think people are really enjoying those. And, you know, I'm not going to name names, but a huge thank you to the committee that have, I'm sure have writers cramped at this stage from, from writing these cards and sending them out. But you know something, for, to you and Mark and Hugo and Colm and all of you who are doing this amazing work for us on air, that's been huge for all of us. So a huge big thank you to you all from the Irish community. You know, you're keeping us up to date. You're keeping us entertained, entertained. You're playing wonderful Irish music and you're putting a smile on our face every weekend. So thank you so much to all of you. Uh, not at all, Ethna. Um, it is great to hear that the community has come together. Um, as you say, it's it's uh, it's I suppose it's bittersweet that so many people actually have to use the service, but it's uh, delightful that we're we're all there for them. Um, any, you know, obviously it's all confidential, um, but any, any stories that have struck you kind of through the whole scene, uh, I suppose more than the, the, the folks well, helping each other out really, right? Absolutely. And that one is amazing. And, um, you know, there's a whole group of, of Dublin kids here who didn't know one another in Ireland and they've just met since they came here. And that's how the message has gone through the whole Irish Dublin youth community here, they've all been calling in and they're absolutely delightful. They want to meet at PJs for a pint when all of this is over to say thank you to all of us. So there'll be one big party when all this finishes. And then there are the not so good stories. You know, we're delighted to have Michal O'Rourke on our group because he has helped us with a lot of um, kind of mental illness issues and some kids have had some issues and he's been reaching out to them. So we've also had some wonderful seniors who have written us just the nicest cards saying what it's meant to them. There was one particular woman and she sent a lovely card yesterday. She had been robbed outside the bank uh, at the beginning of the year and her pension money was stolen out of her purse and she said this was the first time somebody's been really kind to her and how much she appreciated getting the the vouchers in the mail oh my so goodness. you know wow. they're, they're lovely stories they really are yeah yeah that's uh that's un unreal uh tough times for for a lot of people but you don't want to see that happen but it's nice that uh that people are able to take advantage of this. And, and I suppose we should uh, give out maybe your number again, Ethna, that if people know of anyone or uh, want to receive a, a card, then they can get in touch with you. And then anyone who needs the uh, 
the food vouchers as well. Absolutely. And they can go on the Irish Benevolent Society uh, webpage or the ICANN webpage and the link is there to apply online for the vouchers or anybody can give me a call. And for people who are not kind of tech savvy like myself, we have been mailing out the vouchers to them. Uh, so, you know, I'm delighted to hear from anybody or, you know, anybody who wants to chat about anything, uh, please give out my number. I'm happy to, I'm happy to chat with them, Ken. Wonderful. That's, uh, that's brilliant. Well, we'll do that. We'll make sure we, uh, it's on our website as well. And it's on our social Excellent. pages too. So it's, uh, it's out there for people to, um, to get a hold of us. There should be, uh, there should be no excuse, right? No, absolutely. If anybody's in need, then we're here to help. And as I say, it's been an Irish community effort, both financial as well as the Irish government. We've had a, a, a number of, of um, offers of financial help from people in the community as well. So, you know, God bless everybody. It's amazing. And just one other thing, which I'm not sure are you familiar, uh, that Bloomsday is this Tuesday, Ken. Yes, I have an Toronto announcement group. on it. Yeah, brilliant. Excellent. Our Toronto group is going live at two o'clock. So check their web page. That should be wonderful. And then the whole cross country run by the embassy is happening at seven o'clock in the evening. So go and celebrate James Joyce this Tuesday. That's Very fantastic. Nice. It's, it's the, it's the 35th, 35th annual one, right? In, 35th uh, annual one. Absolutely. And it's all virtual. And, and there is the YouTube channel that people can find. You you said your group, uh, Ethna, there. Is there a particular... Uh, website or is that just um no that would be the toronto one mary durkin uh, so to go on the toronto bloomsday website and there's a a, a little icon to hit and uh, it's at two o'clock on tuesday the actual toronto version but they're going across country from vancouver right across to the east coast uh, with various uh, programs all day but two o'clock for toronto and then seven o'clock for a kind of a combination of the country program that's that's brilliant. Brilliant yeah. stuff. Good. Good. Well, we Good. look forward Super. to that on Tuesday. And um, and again, thanks uh, thanks for taking the time to, get, to give us a ring and give us an update on the outreach program. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. And to you and Mark, Ken, thank you so much for all you do. And to say the old Irish proverb, Ní nartha curla kela. Without <laughs> we don't have strength. So we'll get through this together. I love it. I love it. Thanks Very for the good. lovely words, Ethna. Thanks for the lovely words. That's great. All right. Very good, Ethna. Take care of yourself and uh, stay safe Thanks, and healthy. Thank you so much. All right. Well, we'll look at, you know, we're talking local. We're, uh, Smitty is involved and he sent me um, a couple of tracks by a local artist, Michael Kelly Cavan. And uh, Michael might be familiar to a lot of our listeners. He would be playing a lot of the county events and in there at the Galway Arms. Uh, here's a track here called In 100 Years. got a brother-in-law, his name is John I guess you could say he's a man of few words He likes to listen to us go on and on Talking about all the problems of the world And when we've rambled along for a while he lift his head up and say with a smile 
In a hundred years, what will it matter? In a hundred years, we'll all be gone. We can live our lives for worse or for better. But we'll be lucky to be a memory in somebody's history in a hundred years. Sometimes when I'm out driving on the road And I pass by a place of last repose I get to think of the souls lying there Lots of souls that nobody even knows I wonder if it ever crossed their minds no weathered stone would be all they'd leave behind Cause in a hundred years, what will it matter? In a hundred years, we'll all be gone We can live our lives, for worse or for better We'll be lucky to be a memory in somebody's history in a hundred years It's such a bad thing If we learn how to live every day Like it matters right here and right now And we don't let our time slip away Do unto others as you'd have them do to you Follow your heart and to your own self be true in a hundred years, what will it matter? In a hundred years, we'll all be gone. We can live our lives for worse or for better. We'll be lucky to be a memory in somebody's history. In a hundred years, what will it matter? In a hundred years, We'll all be gone So we can live our lives For worse or for better But we'll be lucky to be a memory In somebody's history In a hundred years Whoa, 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 whoa. I watched them as they glided Two as one around the floor In a two-step they had danced I'm sure a thousand times before Her yellow cotton dress Floating like a carousel 
Like skaters on a frozen pond, they moved around so well. With every song the band played, they were out there going round. Their silver hair gleaming as the mirror ball shone down. I watched them in amazement; they never missed a beat. It seemed the story of their love was written in their feet. When the music stopped, I walked up to the table where they sat. I said, "If you don't mind me asking, where'd you learn to dance like that?" They smiled at one another, and the old man turned to me. It's really very simple, son. I follow where she leads, 'cause it's a two-step life. That's what he said to me. The first step, I love her. And the second, she loves me. And when we move around the floor, we hold each other tight. 'Cause love is all that matters in a two-step life. As the night wore on, they hardly ever left the floor. You could see they treasured every dance in the smiles they wore. And I often think about them when my world is closing in. Him in love with her, and her in love with him. 'Cause it's a two-step life. That's what he said to me. The first step, I love her, and the second, she loves me. And when we move around the floor, we hold each other tight. 'Cause love is all that matters in a two-step life. It's a two-step life. That's what he said to me. First step, I love her, and the second, she loves me. And when we move around the floor, we hold each other tight. 'Cause love is all that matters in a two-step life. Yes, love is all that matters in a two-step life. Uh, there you go. A little bit of uh, Michael Cavan too from him. And uh, the first one there was in a hundred years and that one there, a two-step life. It seems like we're kind of living a two-step life now. We'll be back to some kind of uh, normality in the very near future. Thanks, Smithy, for sending in those tracks. Michael is was born in Ireland, but raised by his uh, immigrant parents up in North Bay, Ontario. And uh, we're delighted to uh, play a bit of his music there. Well, on the line from Orlando, we 
are delighted to welcome a host of his own Golf Channel show, Connor Moore from Mullingar, Westmead. Good morning, Connor. How are you? I'm doing well, lads. How are you? What's the crack? Uh, we're mighty. We're mighty. Up here in Toronto, sure, look, we couldn't be any better. It's the first time I ever got uh, introduced as uh, Connor Moore from Orlando. <laughs> then you fixed it. Then you fixed it. <laughs> it, has, it sounds a bit better than Mullingar, though, Connor. In fairness, doesn't it? Oh, not at all. No, no, no. Give me Mullingar all day. The capital of uh, the entertainment capital of the world at this stage, is it? It's hot. Some, it's some uh, some town for pumping out talent. All right, isn't it? Yeah, it's mad. I remember when I was a kid growing up, and I was thinking, who's famous from Mullingar? Now, at the time, I wouldn't have been listening to much Joe Dolan or anything when you were that young. <laughs> and as you get older, you realise Joe was quite the big deal. And then, obviously, Niall Horn doing what he was doing. Uh, yeah. I think that probably uh, gave everyone a lot of um, high hopes in Mullingar. When you see someone like that, normal fella, who goes, makes it like... Yeah. I, he couldn't be any bigger, really, could he? And I He think couldn't. Loads of people in Mullingar now just doing stuff and there's loads of good musicians and there's actors and actresses coming out of places and it's just it's great to see it like. I remember uh, I remember being back taking the family back and we we're driving down and my kids were even saying there was some fella on on a you know one of these video game guys he was that popular and he was from Mullingar and the kids were like can we stop into Mullingar and see you know your man whoever he was right so you're even getting those lads there in Mullingar. It's mad yeah. <laughs> Turning them out, Connor. Tell us a little bit about um, you know your your uh, obviously things are going well for you at the Golf Channel there, but um, tell us a little bit about your own journey. Um, I, I think I was reading where it was only a few years ago you were you were selling um, cell phones over there in Ireland. But tell us how it all how did this all happen and how did you get to where you are today? A bit like the human race, it was all just a big mistake, lads. I actually was, I was, I was selling, I was selling phones over the phone. I'd be ringing people up. You know, those people that ring you up, uh, you know, telling you that they can save you 10, 15% in your phone bill and this kind of crack. And we were playing a GA match on a Sunday evening. And my club was playing my mother's club. In fact, from just outside Mullingar and a bit of a row kicked off. And my cousin was involved in my uncle, a typical GA story, like of a row. <laughs> and, so my uncle was involved, my, my cousin was involved, and then I, I was involved. And it was, a, it was all pushing and shoving, but didn't uh, the local newspaper take a load of pictures of it? And said, oh, mass brawl at the end of a match. Now, it was a, a wee bit of an exaggeration. But anyway, there was a, a picture of me that wasn't too flattering, and it was doing the rounds. And uh, I was thinking, jeez, am I going to get in trouble for this now? And the whole lot. And anyway, it came back that no one was getting in trouble. They watched the video, and not much really happened in it. It was all just a lot of pushing and shoving. And I then done a video on my phone of doing the, like Joe Brawley and Jose Mourinho. And I was doing Mourinho. I was like, they did them more. They're a disgrace. Let me tell you, they're terrible people. I'm terrible. I was doing Eamon Dunphy. I was like, you know, these guys, they're caught. They're a joke. Disgrace to the game. And I sent this on to the lads. And the boys didn't even know I could do impressions. Like, But like, I, I couldn't really. Well, I, I used to do them as a kid when I'm watching. I used to copy after a match. And... I just randomly did it. And all the lads were like, that's brilliant. Put that on the internet. And I kind of thought, well, there's no point putting that on the internet because no one's going to be interested, like, nationally in a little story of a match down in Mullingar. So I, I literally stayed up nearly most of the night. And I was like, I'm going to do one now tomorrow on the championship. And I'm going to use those same characters. And I used uh, Spillane, Brawley, 
Uh, poor David Beckham in it, uh, talking about, you know, Dublin versus Kerry. You know, it's great, really. And all this. I even had Harry Redknapp in it. Yeah, Harry was going to manage Westmead for a time. You know, it's going to be fantastic, terrific, terrific. And put this thing out and the thing went viral straight away. Got a call from Joe.ie then, the boys back home. And uh, they were like, do you fancy coming up and talking to us? And we might have a job for you. Walked in. And the boys were like, let's see your stuff there. You know, do a little bit of like, you know, clapping these lads. And I was like, well, I can't. And they were like, well, have you anything else like to show us? I was like, no, no, no. Everything I've ever done is right there in front of you on the laptop. And the lads were like, all right. So I didn't get the job. But then I, I, I realized I spent about a week. I was working away for a week and I spent my evenings then practicing clapping a few of these boys. And whatever happened then, I realized after a week, I was like, she can get better at this. This isn't a case right. of you're either an impressionist or not and you can do voices. It's like anything. It's muscle memory and you keep working at it. You can get these voices. So I quit my job then selling phones after about a week. And I went, I said, I'll give this six months. And after four months, then I got a job at Joe.ie and the rest was history, really. That's incredible. <laughs> Great story. That is brilliant. Together. That is something else. Hey, it's just Connor, when you I kicked off my career. You can't, you can't write that. No, no, indeed. <laughs> I met the guy, the guy that started the fight, actually. I met him last year. Yeah. Uh, and he's one of these no-nonsense cornerbacks. But he's actually, I would have marked, he would have marked me when we were playing years ago, but he was the manager of the team last year. And we were having a pint last year, and I was telling him, I went over and handed him a pint, and I was like, cheers for that, Raoul, you started a couple of years ago, you changed your life. Transformed you. <laughs> Brilliant. I own probably more do than you, Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> now, do you, uh, do you see somebody, uh, a personality, and does it suddenly come to you that, Jesus, I could take, I could take that off. Now I could do something with that. When you hear it for the first time, or you kind of just, um, you know, you wake up some days and just think, I think I'll give this a crack now. This fella's starting to get fairly popular out there in the sporting world, or whatever the case might be. Um, are so I suppose I suppose are some easier than others, right? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Like some can be very hard. Some can take me ages. Um, at the minute, like I'm trying to do Ole Gunnar Solskjaer for the Premier League. <laughs> And so, so he's because he doesn't have a, an actual accent associated with an area. He's a mixture of Norway and Manchester United. And it's like, uh, yeah, look, we're looking forward to the game today. So, yep. Uh, and he's kind of like this and he stops and starts. And yeah. He's taken me quite a while. Yeah. Um, but then some like I remember like doing Mourinho when I was a kid. He was just easy to do. Um uh, my Mourinho's got a lot better, though. I've kind of got it more and more accurate as, as it's gone on. But I would look at someone. It's like when I was doing the GEA, I'd done Gerlach Nan. Uh, and no one really yeah. kind of thought of doing Gerlach Nan. But I remember watching the Sunday game years ago, and Marty Morrissey was interviewing Brian Cody. And he kept asking Brian, you know, did you think it was a, it was a penalty, Brian? He's like, well, you tell me, Marty, there. You know, you seem to know it all. And he pretty much went, went at Marty. And... It came back to the studio and Gerlach Nan was sitting there and he just goes, will someone please go down there and pick Matthew up off the floor? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember falling around the place laughing. I was a teenager watching this, like, well, I'd say about 18 or 19. Um, I, was, I couldn't stop laughing. And me and my brothers were like, Jesus, he's brilliant, isn't he? And then it's amazing, <laughs> seven years later or so, I was like, I'm going to do Loch Nan. And a couple of my mates in, in my club were like, you got to do Gerlach Nan. He just took off as a character then, and like, yeah, he was a big part of my success, like in Ireland, like massive. Like, if I didn't have him, I I wouldn't have like done as well in Ireland. And then it was I was looking at that kind of formula, and I was like, right, in soccer, who are people doing and who are they not doing? 
And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not doing Klopp. And so I was trying to, and Klopp was the one that took me ages as well to get, you know, and he, he came on the scene and it was all like, <laughs> oh, Vujon this moment, we want to play heavy metal football, for sure. We have to do it in this moment. <laughs> and he kept laughing and stuff. And I'm like, he's a gas character. <laughs> so I started doing him. And I gained notoriety kind of in England doing him. And then I pretty much did use the same formula with the golf, right? Like there was always people doing GA people and soccer people. And I was kind of doing the people that weren't been done. But in golf, nobody was doing anybody. So it was kind of like an open field for me to play with. The golf just was... (laughs) Speaking of that, uh, Connor, um, I think you might even have a a couple of lads there with you. Charles Schwab is on this weekend now. Rory, you had a you had a great round yesterday, a sixty three. Uh, how did it feel out there? Yeah, I mean, it felt really good. Um, it was great to get back out there and play. Um, you know, I think hopefully this year I can win the the green jacket. Um, I thought last year I, I I was I played well last year. I thought you know I I played at Augusta. You know I didn't win. You know I played at the U.S. Open. I didn't win. I played at the PGA and I didn't win. I played at the Open and I didn't win. So I thought I was very consistent last year. Indeed you were, yeah, uh, Rory. And uh, Shane, you missed the cut yesterday. You came in at uh, a plus four there. Now, you, you can't be too happy this weekend, can you? Yeah, look, uh, I, uh, I suppose I was on the tear last week, actually. Uh, so uh, I just wasn't feeling it this week. But listen, when the majors come around, I'm a bit like Brooks Koepka now. I just show for the majors, so I can't wait for the for the PGA, hopefully I can do it. I was actually, would you believe, I even, you know what, I even want to talk, as me, in my own accent, I nearly sound like him, because he's only 20 minutes away. But, um, <laughs> I, I went down, I went down, I played golf with him last week, and, God, he's so good, like, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I got, first time I played golf with like a pro golfer, did a bit with Ricky Fowler one day, just like, what well, it was a shoot, but, um, like the athleticism of it, like you know how he turns his body and the way he hits every shot. Oh, it was a dream. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's such a great fella too. Like top man. Do you have to? Yeah. Do you have to pinch yourself a little bit, Connor? You know, you're meeting all these guys. You're you're commercial there with Rory on the uh, on the phones. You know, when when you're taking him off and he walks in, but you're you're hanging around with all these guys. You you must have to pinch yourself a little bit. You know. Oh, 100%. I actually, I, I was laughing when I was texting Shane. We were going down uh, to play golf there and there was four of us. And I said to him, I'll play you. I want 30 shots because I play off like 16 here. Yeah. So I was like, I want 30 shots. He said, 30 shots? I was like, yeah, 30 shots. And then he was like, no, no, no. Me and you will play together and we'll play against the two boys. And I was like, <laughs> all right, yeah. And I texted him back. I was like, you know, about three years ago, I was selling phones. And now the Open Champion is texting me here saying, oh, we'll play together tomorrow. <laughs> Fair play to me. <laughs> exactly. Fair play to you is right. <laughs> yeah, I do think we start sometimes, definitely. So, uh, so, so t- sorry, go on, Mark. Go, go on, Ken. Play, tear away. No, I was just going to say, with the Premier League starting up uh, on Wednesday, and then there's a big game Friday. Mark's a big Spurs fan, but uh, I believe you have Jose there uh, as well that might comment on the, the fact that the, the Premier League is coming back. What do you think, Jose? I think I think it is very good, of course, because I am so special. People get to see Jose back on the television. I think it's a great time for everyone. Everyone can celebrate. I think people call me negative. They said Jose, you know, he plays defensive football. But let me tell you, Mark, I have not conceded a goal in three months. Three months I have not conceded a goal. Now I know we haven't played football in three months, but still, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. 
and Joe. Brilliant. And uh, how's uh, how's Harry Kane's form? Uh, yeah, listen, obviously, it's a moment to go out there and lay it off field. So that's it. So we've got to say it. So we put the ball with and it was sort of goals. And that's what it's saying. I feel it's tremendous with that. So, yeah, if I put it right there, <laughs> you know, it's great. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and uh, Roy Keane, uh, what do you think of United's chances uh, of actually getting a, a Champions League spot this year? You know, listen, don't be talking nonsense, okay? Nonsense. United, talking about Champions League spots, win the next game at the end of the day. Don't make me laugh. Man United, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> very good. Very good. Mark, you had a question about Tiger, did you? I was just wondering, I know he took a rest this week, but uh, Tiger, how's the form? Um, you know, are you, are, you feeling, are you feeling it this year? Oh, well, I'm feeling good. Uh, obviously, the break uh, has done me good. I've healed the back. I'm driving the ball well, and I'm putting well, and I'm feeling really, really good. But the conditions are really tough out there, dude. They're really tough. And, uh, you know, I injured my neck, actually, uh, just last week. I injured it. I popped it. I was looking up at my bank account and it just went pop. But uh, yeah, I can't wait for this year. <laughs> That's fantastic. And as Irish guys, of course, we're really proud. Uh, Porrick Harrington, you're uh, your captain of the Ryder Cup. And uh, do you think it'll actually take place? Uh, I don't know, lads. I don't know. You know, I really don't. It's a really difficult one to do. Um, do we do it without supporters? Do we do it with it with supporters? I don't know. I'm bringing in Pep Guardiola anyway as a as an aid for me because uh, as a Manchester uh, City manager, he knows what it's like to play without supporters. <laughs> you know, but uh, we we'll see, we we'll see. I don't know. I can't give you an answer, but uh, hopefully the postman will be there with us, Polter, and we'll win away him. Polter, uh, did you give the uh, you gave it a miss this week as well, Lee, and uh, you're preparing yourself for the majors. Uh, well, I'm actually four under this week, uh, just to, to tell you. <laughs> I've been playing well. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I'm a bit insulted there that you've not noticed me on the course, considering I'm the biggest, the best player in the world. Well, it's, but there's no supporters, so you, you can't see it. But this is definitely my year, mate. This is definitely my year. I'm going to do it. I say that every year. But trust me, I'm going to win the Grand Slam this year, bro. Even though the Open's not even... I'll still do it. I don't care. I'll do it. <laughs> the and of slam. course, uh, the Polter Sam. And of course, Sergio, do you think you're going to make the Ryder Cup this year? Uh, well, I think uh, if the guys, they want me to, to play in the Ryder Cup. I mean, I think Podrick has a big decision to make, whether he picks me or not. If he wants to win the thing, I think he'll pick me. If he wants to lose, he won't. So it's up to him. <laughs> and, uh, Matthew McConaughey, you've uh, you've been watching uh, golf a fair bit. Um, you're doing a lot of commercials, car commercials, and and that as well. But uh, what do you make of it all coming back on on your TV screens? Well, you see, I think it's uh, it's really wonderful to see golf back on the screen. Uh, you know, for me, life is just like a, it's like a big golf ball. We're just sitting on this golf ball that we call Earth, suspended in the air flying around the sun at 3,000 miles an hour. 
And that ball sometimes lands in the fairway, sometimes lands in the rough, just like with life. But one thing is for certain, guys, we're all going to end up in the same place as the ball, a little hole in the ground. All right, all right, all right. Oh, <laughs> uh, Connor, you're a ticket. Good man, Connor. Brilliant. Yeah. You're well fantastic. done, pal. Uh, well done. You're, uh, you're, very good. you're very good for doing this, pal. Uh, no worries at all, man. My pleasure. It's been great yeah, having I'm... you on. And... Uh, Folks, check out Connor for sure on the Golf Channel. Great. You've got a great show there, uh, Connor. Uh, we, we love watching you and uh, we're delighted for you. Great story altogether. Lads, thanks a million. Thanks for having me. Thanks well a million. Well done, Connor. Stay in touch. Hope we pal. see you up here. Um, make your way up here for the Canadian Open when it comes back next year. We'd love to I, see you. Have a few pints. I definitely will, boys, and I'll definitely touch base with you. Uh, sounds sounds good. good. All right. Good, to you. good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Silent was swarming like a scene from a costume ball, decked out in the colors of Europe, on fire with the hope of it all. There, my father's own father stood huddled with the tired. The hungry and scared Torn of the century pilgrims They were bound by the dreams that they shared Sometimes when I look In my grandfather's emigrant eyes I see that day reflected and I can't hold my feelings inside I see starting with nothing Working hard all of his life Don't take it for granted Say grandfather's emigrant They were standing in lines just like cattle Torn, sorted and shoved Some were one step away from sweet freedom Some were torn from someone they loved To the sprawling tower of Babel Came a young man confused and alone Determined and bound for America He was carrying everything that he owned Sometimes when I look in my grandfather's emigrant eyes I see that day reflected I can't hold my feelings inside I see starting with nothing Working hard on
for granted Say grandfather's ever No 
to that song in just a second i wanted to give a shout out to bobby o'donovan who was the song before that that was emigrant eyes i had thought that uh willie nelson made that song famous but sure i was wrong it was bobby himself he's from cork people might remember bobby he sang for ryan's fancy and was uh, living down in florida and he's back in toronto since january he's from uh from cork as i say and uh we look forward to having Bobby on the program maybe in a couple of weeks. Uh, he's a bit of crack, and that was one of his tracks. He's got a few CDs out there. But 
on the line is the man who was singing that last song, that Faithless Love is what it was called, and it's off his 2017 album, Robert Delaney, Dublin from Dublin, singer-songwriter. You're very welcome to Keolog's Crack. Thanks very much for having me, Ken. How are things uh, for you through this whole uh, pandemic? Obviously, strange times, Robert. Strange times indeed, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've just been sort of trying to keep the head down, trying to keep busy. And, you know, I, I think the, the best music comes out of hard times, really. So, you know, I've, I've been done in a, a couple of collaborations, um, which has um, been keeping my focus. And these collaborations, um, you know, in the past have, have obviously been, you know, sitting down in studio or whatever. Um, but this has all been, been done remotely. So it's just, it's actually meant that we've got more time, actually, because, you know, People don't have to drive distances, you know, a lot of stuff can be done from home, you know. So, um, yeah, it's been OK. And is that is that fairly easy then for you to to get the pieces? What you getting it off to a producer who's mixing it? Or are you able to do that yourself? Do you have a, do you have a home yeah, studio? No. No, I have a, a little home studio, but but you know I wouldn't. I use it more as a as a writer. I just use the, the production tools as writing tools, really. And so no, I I very much need to work with with producers. So yeah, it's it's pretty much producers who I would be working with and, and collaborating with. So brilliant, brilliant. Any uh, any artists that you are uh, that you're working with at the minute? You have the new EP out. Maybe you can let our listeners know about about that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I'm I'm actually working on a very interesting project at the moment, uh, which came about through one of these collaborations, um, almost by mistake. Actually, um, I was working on a on a blues track actually, and, and it just wasn't really working. And and the the uh, producer, one of the guys that I'm working with, is a London-based producer, uh, and he involved this um, young grime artist, this hip hop uh, guy from South London. Um, and he just started rapping on on my my track, and, and it really worked. So so we've been building that, and and from that then has bloomed this this great collaboration. So we're in the midst of, of a, an EP at the moment. The first single is actually going to be released in September. It's called uh, Fall or Rise, and um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that actually. And it's it's just it's an interesting fusion of sounds. And you know, hip hop wouldn't be. A, I mean, I love listening to hip hop, but it's not a world that you know I would be you know particularly uh, adept at and certainly not um, uh, writing for it so it's great that i'm just banging away my you know 12 bar, blue, bar blues stuff and and uh, this guy is is uh, taking it into different realms you know yeah it's incredible how uh, a lot of the different music is blending nowadays you know and i suppose you know more than ever i've got i've got fairly young kids teenagers uh, um and they're all into that kind of music and it wouldn't have been something that i certainly would have been listening to so but yeah. uh, i suppose it's a new way for you to get your music on on front of of a new audience too right very much so and 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 actually that that's the beauty of it too as well because you know and his his major is the, is this guy's name and he's got a a, a growing following in, in london and but i mean his his following would be sort of you know, hardcore grime um, fans, really. And, and and this is making his music a bit more accessible now because it's it's essentially pop, really. You know, it's 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 a, it's a fusion of sounds, but it, but it, it, there's a poppy sound to it as well. So, you know, it's um, it's interesting stuff. Anyway, I think it is. Anyway, of course, I have a biased opinion on it. Right. You've uh, you've got a couple of the CDs out there. Uh, Rising Tide was your first one back in 2012, if I'm correct. That's right, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful sound. We've played a, a few tracks from it on the program before, and then you released Numbers in uh, 2017. That's and, right. Uh, that's what that last track there was, that faith, Faithless Love. Where do you find your inspiration for your songs, Robert? 
Um, God, that's a good question. Uh, like I, I've, I'm, I'm into the, the sort of heavy hitters uh, lyric-wise. So I'd be into two Canadian greats, Neil Young and Leonard Cohen, of course. Um, you know, Dylan Van Morrison was drilled into me for my whole upbringing. My old man was a, a huge Van the Man fan, so um, that rubbed off on me quite a bit, I'd say. So you know, I, I'd, I'd be sort of yeah, I gravitate towards a bluesy sound, and 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 I and I'd be into you know, I'm, I'm sort of careful with my lyrics, I suppose. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess they would be my, my, my inspirations, I suppose. Ever had the, the opportunity to meet any of uh, those lads? And any of these heavy hitters? No, uh, I've, I went to, I saw Leonard Cohen. Um, I've seen Neil Young a few times. I've, I saw Leonard Cohen when he played over in Sligo. Um, um, God, I think that was back in 2014, 2015, nice. maybe. Yeah. And um, wow, God, three, he played for over three, three and a half hours or something. It was just you know, there were a lot of, of uh, tears <laughs> that night. It was, it was a gorgeous night, yeah. But no, I haven't got to meet any, any of these guys yet. Incredible scenes. Uh, apparently, they're at Lissadell House, right? That's where that's, uh, where I think they had done that that concert, that's, yeah. That's right, exactly, yeah. And actually, he's just... They, they, they're, I think he, there's still other some some other um, posthumous stuff that they're actually releasing. I, I just saw it, listening to his, his latest album this morning, actually, on Spotify, um, which is powerful powerful it's stuff brilliant um, it absolutely yeah. is brilliant yeah i've yeah. i've heard it and uh yeah. really love uh love playing that yeah he's uh yeah. he's sadly missed but it's great that we can kind of get so. some of these these tracks nowadays right yeah absolutely absolutely yeah are you doing any live facebook stuff or or anything online for your for your fans no, I'll tell you what it is. I I, I stopped gigging last year, actually. I, I uh, You know, there was a, a big push for that Numbers album and, and I did a load of gigs here and I and I, I it sort of culminated with playing Electric Picnic, which some of your listeners may know is, is, a, is a pretty, you know, uh, um, sizable festival over here. Yeah. Um, and then I just took a break because I just found that, you know, I was just doing more gigging and then organizing of the gigging and, and not getting to, to actually do so, so much writing. So I've kind of shied away from, from any live performances um, and... Then now all of this um, grime hip hop stuff has come about, and I'm really excited to actually start, you know, playing it for people. But we can't until it's released. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I haven't. Um, and the other thing as well is that, I, like, the, all of the earlier material, I, I kind of, you know, I, you get a bit jaded. Right. Right. You know, playing it, I suppose, and, and, I, and I, I want to do better. I want to, and I want, and I want, want to write better. So therefore, you know, any any songs that I want to play at the moment, I, I just, yeah, I want them to be fresh. I suppose so. That's where I'm at. Robert, it's Mark here. Um, I joined a little bit late, uh, but um, we had a young lady on from Kerry last week by the name of Lorraine Nash. Are there mm -hmm. any other um, up-and-coming uh, stars that you would say uh, you have your eye on there that uh, are kind of below the radar at the moment that um, you know are, de are destined to do great things in, in, in the country or even globally? Um, yeah, I mean, like it's, it's actually interesting. There are a lot of, because I've been getting into this hip-hop world now a bit, there are some amazing uh, hip hop artists, you know, Irish hip hop artists that, you know, if I had ever listened to that stuff in the past, I almost kind of would have cringed to, to the sound. But it's it's actually really, really good. And there's one guy who's kind of got uh, kind of jazz influences. His name is uh, Kojak. Um, and uh, yeah, I, 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 he's a great lyricist, too. I, you know, watch this space. Um, so Kojak, look out for Kojak for sure. Who loves you, baby? Huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, Kojak though, it's with uh, um, QUE actually. Okay, um, very good. Yeah, so it's. Well, you might go. be dating yourself there, Kenny. I'm not sure if um, 
<laughs> I'm not no, sure if Robert would know. <laughs> no, I, I I got it. That's it's. Uh, yeah, he's, he he he'd be sort of Columbo esque, wouldn't he? Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely yeah. dating myself, but sure, our listeners would know exactly <laughs> who I'm talking about anyway. So it's uh, grand. Yeah. But uh, very good, uh, Robert. Look, we listen. We look forward to uh, hearing your your new sounds, and uh, we're delighted you were able to join us. And thanks for for reaching out to us. I know it was some time ago, and we're we're glad that you're able to uh, to come on here and and share your music with us. Um, it's been it's been great to get to know you a bit. Yeah, and thank you very much for for playing the tunes as well. And I hope uh, some of the the stuff resonated with some of your listeners. And I hope everyone over there in Ottawa is keeping safe and. Um, yeah, just riding out this storm, I suppose. Absolutely. Stay safe. We're going to play another track from you here called True American Girl off your uh, off your first uh, Rising Tide album here. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Robert, all the best. Stay safe all the best, and healthy. Mark, Ken. Take care. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Good luck. Bye-bye. 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 My sweet love where she lies Nose to the grindstone Working hard for my pay I take a breath from the harvest air Knowing when the sun goes down And homeward I am bound I'll find my sweet love waiting there Cause it's a true American living She's a true American girl My hand is on my heart my flag unfurled They say American spirit Makes American dreams Oh, she's the finest Anything that ever I have seen Somewhere in these fields Of endless gold I know my fortune Will be found Together with a fellow man Working on different dreams I'm sure of which we can be proud Knowing there's worry lying heavy on my mind Some days just seem so hard to face But I know, I know Those days will come and go Cause this is my time, this is my place And this is true American She's a true American girl My hand is on my heart She sees my flag unfurled They say American spirit Makes American dreams Oh, she's the finest anything That ever I have seen
There you go, little Robert Delaney from Dublin, a uh, singer-songwriter and doing all sorts of great stuff. His uh, music does uh, vary quite a bit and it's uh, it's really good. You should check him out. Nice interview there, Marco. Yeah, what a very uh, very nice guy. Uh, very well-spoken. Great interview. Um, very uh, Just easy to listen to him and uh, well, fantastic stuff he's producing there as well. So it's great. Yeah, uh, so I'm always interested to find out from these guys who else they they think around them is going to be is going to be big, right? They seem to have an eye for that stuff, right? So um, there you go. We'll have to get Kojak on, Kenny. Oh, we definitely will. Yeah, I'd say uh, some of the folks now will be just can't wait to hear from Kojak and a bit of bit of hip hop on the Kill with crack. Um, how did your first week of vocal training go, Ken? I'm curious if you wanted to show off anything that you learned in the first week. Well, it's a little hard to show the first week, Marco, because the first week I was really concentrating on the breathing exercises. So <laughs> I, I can't really show you that. But maybe by next week now, I could be on to the first of the do-re-mi yeah. type stuff, you know? Right. So posture. Stay, posture. Yeah, posture. Posture as well. You were working on that. Yeah. Posture is very important. They say, you know, that's where it all starts. You know, you can't have any tension in the body. And I was a little tense with the golf game this week. So it wasn't a good week in terms yeah. of that, you know? I can't wait to go back to Japan with you to try you out on karaoke, pal. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah, I'll do better maybe than some, you know, that yes, we had. Yes. We know. We, know we have, who, we have yeah. that on video. We'll have to play that one of the days, I think. <laughs> I don't think we should. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, very good. We should give another little plug to the uh, Bloomsday. Um, uh, Ethna yeah. had talked about it. I kind of had a little bit of uh, poetry theme to uh, today because there's a few... Others that we should mention, um, one or two that I will actually get uh, before we go, we'll play the tracks. Um, it is Mr. Yates' anniversary, believe it or not. 13th of June, 1865, Mark. He was born in Sandy Mount in Dublin. Of course, he's buried there in Sligo. He helped found the Abbey Theatre and won a Nobel Prize in 1923 for literature. And he was actually a two-term senator, so a lot of people might forget that about good old WB. So we're going to play um, one of my favourite songs altogether, one of my favourite poems from him, The Stolen Child by the Waterboys. We'll, we'll have that coming oh, super. up in a bit. And another one I wanted to touch on too is Imelda May, who we'd normally know for kind of the rockabilly stuff, then she changed into a bit of pop uh, pop rock stuff on her last CD has a new EP out and I heard her talking about um, this she had written a whole collection of poems and she was of course through COVID sitting around and talking about you know what she might do with them release a book or whatever a book of poetry and uh, some of her colleagues said you know what you should put a few of these let's put some music to them and we'll uh, we'll we'll release it as an EP. So that's what she's done. Um, I'm going to play a track wow. here. Uh, one of her songs, uh, well, sorry, one of the poems. Interestingly enough, she was, I mean, imagine that she was just having lunch with who else but Michelle Obama. I mean, come on. So she's hanging out with her and Michelle had given a talk and Michelle's book is called Becoming and Melda didn't have a title for this particular poem and she asked Michelle, would it be okay if I stole the name of your book and called my poem Becoming? Um, and Michelle um, graciously gave her the title that, you know, as she can. It's not like it's trademarked or anything like that, but she did. So the, the, the track I'll play is called Becoming. Uh, very powerful words in it and uh, we'll send that out to, uh, to our listeners um, to, to hang in there and, and listen to that one. 
And uh, again, yeah, Bloomsday coming up on Tuesday the 16th. So for folks, check out the uh, the um, Bloomsday website in Toronto and then check out the um, embassy site as they have some stuff happening throughout the day. So should be good on that, Marco. Lots of literature. Brilliant. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Right up your alley. We've got some, some talented people in that little nation over there, Kenny. Not bad, you know, when you when you start yeah. to think about it, you know, not bad at yeah, all. Yeah. All right. Well, look, we'll play a couple of them tracks and come back yeah. and uh, maybe be uh, say a few words before we uh, we head out. All right. Sounds here's good. the Water Boys with the Stolen Child. Some some of Yates' finest words. <laughs>
where the wandering water pushes from the hills above Glencar and pools among the rushes that scarce could pay the sky. We seek for slumbering trout and whispering in their ears. We give them in quiet dreams. Leaning softly out from ferns that drop their tears over the world's dreams. Sister, free thinker, activist, writer, boss, singer, sinner, lover, carer, endless beginner. Introvert, extrovert, every kind of air. Assertive, confident, confidant, non-conformist, nonchalantly flaunting, flirting and funny as hell. Storyteller. Secret keeper, dreamer, reader, 
non-credence believer. Bleeder, bleeding deadly. Survivor, thriver, chancer, skyver. I'm a ducker, I'm a diver. I'm hungry for knowledge, but I'm full of it. Full of pain, full of joy. One size doesn't fit. Like a glove that I'm not. But I am what I am and I'm good at that. I'm ordinary. I'm extraordinary. I'm a queen. I'm a bee. I'm sweetness of honey. I'm salt of the sea. I am the seed. I am the earth. I, Gaia, she. I matriarch. I am I. I am we. I am woman. I am me. There you go, folks. What a powerful uh, piece of work there from Imelda May called Becoming of her new EP. And uh, we send that out to all our female listeners, Marco. Just, well, uh, I, I happen to know that um, Imelda May would be um, one of your mum's uh, favourite artists there. So I'm sure there's a big one going out to her. Yeah, indeed. And also um, my godchild, my niece, Megan McCarney is a uh, is a big fan of, of Imelda May, and I hear they're all there's a big uh, gathering going on down there in Rath Edmund Sligo, and they've got the radio going, and there's a few families keeping, of course, well the social distancing thing is grand now, I suppose, over there. But uh, how about the queues outside Penny's yesterday, Mark? Did you see that? Oh yeah, yeah. They must have been flogging Carlo jerseys or something. There must have I think been that's what it was. Major going on, big blowout, right? I think it was. It might have actually been. Uh, I wonder if it was Turlock O'Brien's jersey that were uh, were given away. The car, yeah. the, the Carlo Banistor, did you see that? He stepped down. This uh, he stepped down. Yeah. The past week. I didn't, I didn't read much about it. I do know that he was not a fan of the uh, of the two tier system, like a very, very heavy, uh, I, I, very heavily against it. And uh, I, I, was there any mention that that factored into his decision, Ken, in no. the article you read, or no? No, I mean he was supposed to. Um, finish up I think this year anyway and he just you know, came out that it was uh, more along the lines of making sure that it was going to be a smooth transition given the delays that were happening you know interestingly that he is is not a fan of the two-tier system you know he was in charge of them for six years and he got them promoted from division four for the first time in 33 years so um, and he he, uh, he only lost out I suppose on a on a Leinster final against Dublin by Leash beating them by four points. So um, they had a big shock win over Kildare um, yeah. back in, in 2018. So, um, yeah. Um, and that was his, I think that was his point, is that uh, that the, the euphoria in the county after they beat Kildare, right. and then a big game against Dublin after that, um, you know, r- really he felt that the county deserved to have those days out. Even though their chances of the beating Dublin were very remote, fact that they could have that day out and and entertain them down in Dr. Cullen Park or Netwatch Park as it's called now I think is um you know that was his argument right is that he 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 felt that they deserved to have their day out right against yes. the big teams yeah and, and that's that's everyone's argument who is against it but um and I get it but yeah I think uh, I think they've got to try something different Ken so I'd be advocating for the, the two-tier system 
as long as Leash are in the top tier. Aha, there you go, you see. <laughs> it, all yeah. suits, it all suits when it wants, right? And Ken, I, did I also read that a, um, a former Kilkenny hurler died in a car accident? Was it um, Lester Ryan? Yeah, he was um, only 61, if I'm right. Oh, a very tragic situation. Yeah, yeah. Very well-liked fella. Uh, yeah. And um, I, I just saw it as I was glancing through some articles and uh, I wasn't sure if it was a, a hoax or not, to be honest. But it's, uh, obviously, you've, you're validating it. It did happen. So yeah. very, very sad for, for Kilkenny hurling and I think he had three or four all early medals, if I if I remember correctly. But um, yeah, he would have been uh, yeah he would he would have been a well loved well loved man down in that part of the world. That's for sure. No question. Yeah, no question. He had uh, you know obviously Leinster medals as well. So uh, yeah, uh, that that was a I think a freak accident. And again, I, I'm pretty sure he was only sixty one. Um, yeah, so yeah, no, young man. Yeah, young man, yeah, young man indeed. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Yeah, so we uh, we certainly are looking forward to uh, the sports hitting us. We're we're going to kind of wrap up here. Um, I did want to remind folks too. Um, I know you announced it as well, Marco, last week. But Maureen's summer camps are are cancelled here in in the Toronto area. Uh, but Colleen has been reaching out to some of the children that were involved in the in the summer school and their classes, and she is still doing some stuff. Uh, online and she's checking in with them and if you want to get in touch certainly uh, you can give them a ring 647-380-1054 or colleenpoppins at gmail.com and get in touch with uh, with Maureen and Colleen there and they'll they'll, um, they'll be uh, willing to sort you out and, and uh, stay in touch with you uh, very creative with that email address too it's uh, all Mary Poppins material that's, that's uh, a you, super huh? touch very Super good. Touch, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Hey, that track, uh, the poem, of course, from Yeats, "Stolen Child," uh, from the Fisherman's Blues album, released in 1988, there by the Waterboys. And Whoa. The fella there that was uh, doing the spoken word, Mark, and uh, I, I know I mentioned before that I, I had seen the Waterboys before emigrating to Canada, and they actually took this lad on tour. His name is Thomas McGowan. And he himself is a is a songwriter, a poet, and an actor, and from Connemara in in Galway. Um, but Yeats's poem there, "The Stolen Child," was first published, believe it or not, in the Irish Monthly in December eighteen eighty six, and the Waterboys released that song in nineteen eighty eight. Wow! Do your simple maths there, and you'll have figured that one out. Um, and it was uh, the poem was later published. Uh, in his first book of poetry called The Wanderings of Ushing and Other Poems. So, um, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, it always brings, of course, memories of, of home for me because he's mentioning uh, a lot about Sligo there and that. So Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I thought it was one of the members of the Waterboys that was, uh, that, that, that were that were the words, if you will, that they were coming from. So no, that's it was, good. It was Did brilliant. not know that. Yeah, it was brilliant that they took that fella on tour and he'd sit on stage for that song and, and read it out so powerfully there. And uh, Super. Brilliant. Brilliant to hear him uh, hear him saying yeah. that. Um, another uh, anniversary, believe it or not, uh, from an Irish uh, singer, songwriter, musician, um, Rory Gallagher, who had passed away tomorrow, the 14th of June in 1995. Wow. Uh, and I was reading a little bit about him. He had sold over 30 million albums worldwide, Marco. Born in, of course, Ballyshannon up there in Donegal, but was uh, yep. in 1948, but but brought up in Cork. And the Cork folks are, are very proud of uh, their Rory as well. So I've got a 
a track maybe uh we'll we'll finish out on a couple of tracks here going to play you one yeah. that um this uh this is from his uh the wheels within wheels album in 2003 there was a collection of uh, acoustic tracks that were released um by uh by his brother donald and uh, there was a bunch of collaborators on this uh album bert yanich martin carthy the dubliners and a Spanish flamenco guitarist, Juan Martin, including uh, the Englishman Lonnie Donegan as well. It's a fabulous album. I, I was listening to it yesterday and uh, picked out this this particular track to uh, to play for the listeners today. And um, we'll do that. And then we'll finish out, because of the little poetry theme here, a great uh, track from uh, Van Morrison, um, uh, in the days before rock and roll and on that in the spoken word there is Dublin poet Paul Durkin they came together on that particular track and it's uh, it's brilliant it'll bring back Super. memories I'm sure for a lot of our listeners because they talk about Radio Luxembourg and just kind of listening oh, to the oh, yeah. to the to the radio it's the, the, the words in it are, are really cool so um, on that note by the way me baby uh, young Cormac here Oof. in the house He's not Lord. the size of a baby anymore. He eats like uh, for three men and uh, it's hard to keep him uh, full these days. But he turned 15 yesterday, Marco. So, oh, the child. Are you proud of him, Kenny? Are you proud of him? I'm sure I'd have to be. I'm proud of all three of them now, of course. Yeah. So uh, and he's, uh, um, he's looking down on me these days. Um, so I have to be yeah. good. I have to be good to him. Oh, yeah. I'd say now, could he take you in a race now? He probably could. Could he? <laughs> With all, he'd have you. Ash, you know my injuries, Mark, the bad knee and the hamstring. I have loads of excuses for him to beat me now. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, happy birthday to Cormac. You know, I, um, I, I, I apart from his poor judgment in um, in football teams, he's a lovely kid. That's a, uh, you've done. You've done well with all three of them. And he's a little special one as well. Very good. Uh, the, well, listen, folks, we really appreciate you uh, hanging in there. It's uh, it's a lot of Mark and myself, and uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. It was great. Uh, Ethna, having Ethna on, and Robert, and the special guest, of course, too, uh, Connor Moore, was fantastic. Got a lot of great feedback on on him today. So well done yeah. organizing that one, Marco. That, uh, that was brilliant. And uh, look, at hopefully we'll have him back on in, in another uh, time when he can get up here to Canada. Lovely. That'd be great. He'd be a great fellow to go for a pint with, wouldn't he? Oh, I think so. Yeah, you'd be, uh, yeah. You'd be in stitches. You wouldn't know who you were talking to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, All folks. Right. Enjoy your Saturday and the rest of the weekend. Uh, stay safe and healthy. And here's a couple of tracks to uh, to finish out the program. Well done, Ken. Slán. Slán. If you keep on walking, you'll walk right out of sight. And if you keep your eyes closed, you will not see the light. Just give me a chance to put it right. 
Enough. 
come in without those wireless knobs. Fats did not come in without those wireless knobs. Did not come in without those wireless knobs, nor fats, nor Elvis, nor Sonny, nor Lightning, nor Muddy. Richard, 
Justin Gentler than a man Justin Justin Where is Justin now? What's Justin doing now? Just Where is Justin now? Come aboard!